of all the Democrats saying that the voting machines uh, are not reliable. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was five or six years ago. Now they are. <laughs> anyway. Uh, now they are, now that they're in power. They're all legitimate, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course. So, uh, you know we have some great guests, so let's move on to our guests as soon as we can here. I will give a quick, my favorite quote from the Supreme Court decision, Mac Prince v. U.S., and it is this, quote, But the Constitution protects us from our own best intentions. End quote. My goodness, if if we just followed that one principle, uh, the federal government would be uh, within its constitutional limitations, would not be doing student loans, would not be granting student loans uh, free to the people who agreed to pay them back, and <clears throat> they we would not be $35 trillion in debt, and we would not be killing people uh, at the uh, U.S. Capitol. That brings us to our next guest. Most of you have never heard her name. Her name is Mickey Whithoff. Mickey Whithoff. Have you heard that name? Probably not. But you have heard the, her daughter's name. She is the mother of the victim of a murder at the United States Capitol on January 6th. Yes, I'm talking about Ashley Babbitt. We have her mother on today. And Mickey, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on with us today. And Mickey, it looks like you're frozen. Mickey well, we is work, frozen. Well, we work on getting Mickey back really quick, Sheriff. The interesting thing uh, about her is that she is very vocal. Uh, and speaking out and had the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C., uh, to work on some protests highlighting uh, the abuse that have taken place not only to her daughter, but to many Americans who peacefully yes. went to the Capitol to try to exercise their First Amendment for a redress of grievance. And when that happened, then uh, many of these people are in prison. They've been in prison for what, two years now? Or longer, yeah. uh, and we don't really have legitimate charges against many of them. Um, you know, for example, you know, some people just went in the Capitol and gave a speech, aka Simone Gold, and she had to serve <laughs> in jail for a couple of months. What? Because she gave her uh, opinion to Congress about what was going on peacefully uh, in the Capitol when many of these people were welcomed in by the police, uh, didn't realize that they were going into. Um, a trap or an area they shouldn't go into. The real provocateurs highlighted in video, um, demonstrating their efforts to create violence and to create a breach of the Capitol. All those folks walk free, but yet innocent people uh, get trapped uh, and then uh, literally go to prison. Uh, there's no speedy trial for these people. There's no due process of law. Uh, and then some of them right. actually lost their lives. Sheriff? Yeah, just one real quick suggestion to hunter if you can get her on the phone and we do her on the phone because it looks like her video is okay good so yes i'm everything that you just gave a review of happening uh to those people and you can refer back to the um what was the what was the name of the video the documentary done by epic times 
uh, of January 6th. I guess the truth about January 6th. It showed a man kneeling in prayer and that he was asking everybody else to pray. And he was trying to save the the lady that was also murdered by the U.S. Capitol, beating her as she was falling down and looked like she was already dying. And then another female officer was beating her while she was down. Uh, And she gave no response to the beating because she was already dying and perhaps already dead. Uh, and and this stuff by the mainstream media has been completely ignored. But the man that was – I don't remember his name, and I know that uh, uh, that Mickey will remember his name. I'm positive. But he was trying to cause peace there. He was not violating any law. Oh, there she is. Okay, good. Mickey, you're back on. Uh, and he was not doing anything wrong except praying and trying to calm everybody down, and now he sits in prison. Mickey? Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I um, had some technical difficulties on this end. Okay, it looks like we're doing good. Th- uh, we thank Tommy for helping you with that. Uh, listen, uh, Mickey, everybody is really concerned about what you and uh, Ashley's husband are doing uh, about her murder, but you don't. you cannot talk about those legalities right now. Isn't that correct? Well, yeah, I think we talked about that last night. You know, I'd rather talk about, you know, going forward, I think that we need to launch an investigation into the behavior of the Capitol Police that day, not just for the public execution of my daughter, but the way they uh, waged war on the American people. Um, You know, unarmed American citizens murdered, beaten, and jailed. Do you remember the name of the guy that was praying there and trying to calm everybody down? Luke Coffey. Say that again. Luke Coffey. There were several people there praying and trying to calm people down, but um, one that and, one that I'm thinking said, of right now, Luke Coffey. They they but they sit in prison right now, right? I believe Luke Coffey is awaiting trial at home, but we have uh, 80 American citizens that are sitting in pretrial detention for 620 days, being denied their human rights. You know, yesterday we had people in front of the veterans' office. Um, lobbying for for the Veterans Affairs to step in and help our men our men that are just a side of suicide and have, have are suffering from PTSD without any medical care in there. We have a um, um, man in there that's a former Marine. He ha- has has got um, hot, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma because of Camp Lejeune. Um, he mm-hmm. went underwent chemotherapy and then he was left in a room to he, he really thought he was going to lay there and die for 30 hours without any medical attention so we reached out to the veterans associations and we have been reaching out and uh, yesterday we gave a crisis hotline and we've been getting some some uh, some people that don't like that because they said that uh, we clogged up the crisis hotline and veterans were unable to get through that is absolutely not true there were no veteran crisis hotlines that were affected by that but also, you know, these men are veterans in crisis, so we need our veterans organizations to stand up and stand behind them and stop just believing everything that was said about that day. It is so, like, it's a blanket statement that people assume if you were at the Capitol on January 6th you, that, that you're a certain kind of person. Well, you know, we have professional people locked up. We have uh, uh, American uh, heroes that, that that fought for this country, uh, 30-year veterans. We have people like Je- uh, Jeremy Brown that's a – um, former Green Beret. We have uh, um, and Jessica Watkins, who who is 
was an army ranger. We have men in there that have dedicated their life to this country, and now they're being judged on a day, not not their their um, their actions during that day. So I, you know, just like um, well, you know the the Capitol Police. So wait, 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 wait. Let's go back. Let Let's go back. Let's make sure our our viewers know where you are. You are in Washington D.C. right now, right? Yes, sir. We've been standing vigil outside the prison for 40, 50 days now. Yeah, going on our 50, 50 days. We are there every night from 7 to 9.30 outside the D.C. Gulag, around back by the cemetery because that's where they house our people. And um, also, you know, they sing the national anthem every night at 9 o'clock, and we're there to sing with them. They call in. We put them on the loudspeaker, and they, they blink their lights on and off to let us know that, you know, it's just it's just a way of communicating with them. You know, we know they're there. They know we're here, and it's, a, you know, just a way to show solidarity and support. And can the January 6th, uh, arrestees uh, and the inmates, I don't even know what to call them because it's uh, being held uh, illegally by the government, it sounds like. Uh, they're, they're allowed, supposed to be allowed a speedy and public trial. Uh, but are, are you saying that you've been there for 50 days and other protesters have been there for almost 50 days? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We came now, August where, 1st. We've been here since August 1st. Where, where do you live? San Diego. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But, you know, we're here, and we would like to also, you know, we need uh, people to call the the Federal Bureau of Prisons, uh, the the D.C. jail itself, the Department of Justice, and ask why these men are being treated so so inhumanely. And we are – our people aren't even allowed video visits. They're not allowed in-person visits because, you know, the COVID protocol. And um, our people are not allowed – uh, even video visits. And there have been different reasons given for that. And I think that, you know, one of them was that the service they have doesn't, doesn't, um, doesn't mingle with the tablets that the prisoners already have, but it's my belief we could get somebody to supply tablets that are compatible. So um, we need to, we need to know why these men are being denied so many of their human rights and American citizens want to, want to throw that day away. Like it was a bunch of insurrectionists. Well, it was American citizens exercising their first amendment right in mass and, um, you know, American citizens were, were, were murdered, beaten, and unjustly jailed at being denied their constitutional rights. So, you know, we, it's not our position that everybody there was, was a hero, but we need to look into people's individual actions and stop standing them up against the day. You know, um, Ashley was denied rendering of honors, and the reason given was because she was at the Capitol on January 6th. And so people are we just assumed guilty because they participated in the day at all. And I know that for a lot of people that I was not personally there, but for almost everybody I speak to, it was a beautiful patriotic experience until we don't know what precipitated the violence. But I think that we are, we are absolutely entitled to see the 14,000 hours of footage that Nancy Pelosi says we can't see. And that would show what happened. You know, all of it, not just the cherry picked videos they show us for the January 6th commission, which by the right. way is an illegitimate because we have had our, um, some of our prisoners asked for the transcripts of that, and, and they were told the government is not compelled to, to turn those over because the January 6th committee is not a legitimate committee. Those are government's words. Those are not my words. Those no, are the government's words. I totally agree with you, and thank you for what you're doing. I, I will tell you this. I've watched the interview with the officer who, um, and I'm going to say this, as a, as a former peace officer and sheriff, uh, he murdered your daughter. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I've watched it. He said that she posed a threat to him. 
and I've watched every type of angle on that. Uh, it, it was hard for me to watch. I don't like people, innocent people being shot and killed. Uh, that has always bothered me. Uh, the entire time I was a cop, I hated seeing that. But this is, this is what I saw. No threat to him whatsoever. There was no threat to him. And if there was a threat to him, then he should have been shooting every single person. Uh, because there was no or, more a threat from her than there was from anybody else. Well, and there's so many different ways that could have been handled. You know, my daughter was five foot two, 115 pounds. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the police officers that moved out of her way and, and allowed access to the window could have easily prevented her from going through that window. Um, people on the other side of the window could have presented, prevented her from, from uh, coming through. And uh, we'll never be, able, you know, we'll never know what Ashley's reasoning for going through that window was because we can't ask her because instead of being detained, she was murdered. Um, right. Just uh, so many things that day. I, the, you know, I, I, the, I believe there were paid agitators there that day. I believe that yeah. the FBI had culpability in that day. I believe they were the frontline instigators. I think that instead of dealing with the frontline instigators, the Capitol Police launched munitions into a, a peaceful crowd, and that peaceful crowd was, uh, that was their first clue, they were no longer welcome. You know, we had police officers open up the doors and letting people in, and then uh, their first clue that they should go home was to be hit with a, a, a flash grenade or a smoke bomb or, or OC spray, and um you know, we, we have people in jail for trying to save Roseanne Boylan's life. Um, one of my housemates here, Tom, um, he was in that pile of people that was saved by these American patriots. And, and uh, you know, defense of a third party, it, it's, it's an, a moral obligation to try to prevent murder when it's happening in front of you. And it doesn't matter if the perpetrator is wearing a uniform. You're obligated right. to try to. to that is life. absolutely right. We have, Sam, we have, have a uh, yeah, I would like to know. Um, yes, I'd like to know, Mickey. Um, I'd like to understand a little bit about the process. So basically what the government did is at first they just kind of blackballed everything and said, hey, we're not going to talk about this. Uh, then they basically came out and said, look, we've identified the, the shooter, so now we know his name. But then they basically said, hey, there's no wrongdoing here. The problem is there's thousands of hours of video that's being withheld from the public still. As you go to trial, are you going to be able to get some of this video? Because I think we have more information about this than the public knows. Um, and I believe it's game-changing information if we could just get our fingers on it. And an example that I would have is the Epic Times, uh, when they put their video together showing the other side of the story, if you will. Um, there was a second shooter behind the first shooter that shot your daughter. Uh, and uh, there's more information about that she was helping stop criminal activity before she was trapped and went through the window. I can't speak to the reasons why, but that's a completely different discussion and narrative. Uh, and we should be able to subpoena hours of video that could cooperate co co or kind of verify uh, the other side of the story and some of the details that we say we're not able to obtain. Right? Is that right? And what's happening there? Well, first of all, uh, the, the government never identified Michael Leroy Bird. Um, he identified himself on Lester Holt when he went forth to tout himself as a hero. Um, yeah. the, you know, there were softball question th questions thrown that day. Also, I yeah. believe that Ashley had a possibly survivable wound if they would have rendered her aid in a timely fashion or let some of the patriots that were there trying to render her aid that day uh, if they didn't pull them off of her. So that, that's a painful um, reality that I believe. Um 
I think that, that, you know, that it was a theme for the day. Uh, you know, when you see, uh, Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips, uh, you know, their, their, uh, cause of death was listed as natural causes, but you see them suffering results of, uh, of non-lethal munitions and, uh, rubber bullets. And, and I think that the Capitol Police, like I said before, waged war on the American people that day. And I, I we would like to know why. We, we need an investigation into all of it. You know, Ashley's murder, Roseanne's murder. Uh, Rose, there's footage. This is, this is not, these are, there is footage of Roseanne Boylan being beaten to death by a Metropolitan Police officer. Um, there's footage of my daughter being murdered, executed by the Capitol Police. And my daughter was deployed four times in the Middle East. She was security forces for the United States Air Force, and she was well-versed in the use of force continuum. And it's my position that Michael Byrd never gave her any directive to stand down. He just popped out and shot her. I understand there's a theory of a second shooter. I have not watched the breakdown of, of uh, that particular sequence of events. Um, but uh, whoever shot her, shot her unjustly. I believe it was Michael Leroy Bird. Like I said, I've heard theories, but there are all kinds of theories floating around out there. I believe Michael Leroy Bird is directly responsible for my daughter's death. I believe uh, Nancy Pelosi is directly responsible for my daughter's death. I believe uh, Brian, even Officer Brian Sicknick, I believe his death is on the hands of the Capitol Police because he had a stroke that night. And sticking with the theme of the day, they did not render him aid. Um, my daughter's body was was treated in a horribly disrespectful manner. There was no crime scene investigation. They had my daughter mopped up like a piece of trash and moved on with business within, you know, what, 45 minutes. Um, Roseanne Boylan was drug off by a foot and stuck in an office until God knows what happened. You know, we had citizens like uh, Victoria White being beaten uh, within an inch of her life, and, and there is absolute footage of that happening, too, with a um, um, a white shirt who, who it, it indicates somebody in a position of authority. Uh, reaching over his own people to continually beat Victoria White in the head. Um, we have Ashley's obvious murder. We have R Roseanne Boylan's murder, Kevin Grease and Benjamin Phillips. We need, we need our people to look into this. As far as I know, these have not even been reported as murders. You know, there's clear what evidence. About, what about, Nikki, what about the provocateurs that we see on all kinds of videos that literally were breaching the Capitol, uh, that literally were there before Trump even ended his speech? Uh, that were, there was a guy on a tower that was leading people in. There was a guy on a megaphone that was leading people in. Revolver Magazine and others have documented these videos. None of these people are even in jail. Uh, will that have a bearing on the case as well? I would, you know, who knows? Who knows what? A, this is DC, so you never know what's going to have a have bearing on on We had a defendant yesterday that asked for a. Um, a different representation because he felt inadequately represented and and that request was denied and uh, the judge said it was too late in the game but he had just obtained the funds to hire other than a public defender who really has not put forth a defense for this man uh, um but we did have like some of our trials uh, i think one of our strongest defenses was uh, the Kyle Simons trial who was a public defender and she did an amazing job so um they're out there, but I, I, you know, our men are not being adequately represented by by our our system. You know, this is this is D.C. and to say, you know, in the in the in the indictments that D.C. is considered the victim. So how are you going to get a fair jury pro, a, a, a jury trial and a jury pool of people that already feel like victims? So we absolutely need a change of venue. And in the meantime, we need to fight for the rights of the people in the in the jails around this country. And, and it was pointed out to us yesterday that. Oh, how was it? It was a, 
the Washington Post attended our vigil and they were, you know, they were kind of less than kind to us as you would expect the Washington Post to be. But they um, also spoke to a lady who, who doesn't make a bad point. She says that, that, well, not this point. She said that we are the right message, the wrong messenger. And it would be my position to say that we are late messengers, not wrong messengers. But I think that, you know, it should be on America's hearts that our, our men in, in prison are, are being uh, treated in this way. And also it is worth mentioning that 620 days, maybe 21 days today, um, no justice for Ashley Babbitt. And we have had men sit in pre-trial detention. Pre-trial detention means they've not been convicted of a crime and they're being treated in, in horribly inhumane ways. And then we, we go to, to, when we do get to trial, we, we, we are sitting in front of judges that say things like everybody there was the antithesis of a patriot. The only patriots that day were the Capitol Police, and, and I've seen otherwise. And I'm not suggesting that everybody that puts, puts on a uniform is evil. I'm suggesting that the Capitol Police were undermanned and, and um, poorly commanded that day. And as well as, as uh, people like Michael Byrd, I don't think he should have been there to shoot my daughter. He, he had prior, uh, prior excessive use of force issue. And he had also left his uh, loaded weapon in a public restroom. I feel like he should have been fired at that time. Anybody should not have been there that day. It's him. So they say the American people didn't have the right. They act like the unwashed masses showed up in California. And, and uh, what happened was... Well, Mickey, we're, we're, bringing, we're, we're up to a hard break, Mickey, and we're going to get back with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll have you back on radio for a longer segment soon. This is the Sheriff Mack Show on Brighteon. TV. At the Brighton store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength spray, a silver-based first aid gel, as well as a colloidal silver herbal mouthwash solution that people just rave about. Each one of these is subjected to our rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighton, thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at brighteonstore.com. Hi, everybody. Doug Billings from the right side with Doug Billings. Don't forget, Brighty on TV, the place to find everything that you want, including these two ladies. Holy moly, look at me. Do you think that God's not involved in this? you got another thing coming. It's a God thing, ladies and gentlemen. Join us. We love you guys on Brighty on TV, Resistance Chicks, and Doug Billings. The world we once knew is collapsing. We're being warned to expect rolling blackouts, and our political leaders are deliberately shutting down pipelines, fuel refineries, nuclear power plants, and energy exploration. The currency is collapsing, while financial assets are plummeting in value, and the global food supply is being deliberately decimated. To survive this war being waged on humanity, you need more than just regular prepping. You need resilient prepping. And that's the title of my new free audiobook, Resilient Prepping. You can download the entire audiobook and a printable PDF transcript for free right now at resilientprepping.com. 
Resilient Prepping teaches practical strategies for prepping in three layers, high-tech, low-tech, and no-tech. Resilient Prepping is your ultimate guide to surviving the total collapse of the world as we know it, because that's exactly what globalists are trying to achieve. Download this entire audiobook for free right now at resilientprepping.com. Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer is the Bivy Stick at sat123.com. The Bivy Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bivy Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit sat123.com to get one while they're still available. Hey, it's Karen Kingston here. I'm here at Brighteon TV, and I strongly encourage you to tune in to all their stations. Why? Because if you want to learn about truth, America, and God, this is the channel to tune into. Thank you so much. God bless America. your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com Nearly all the vitamin C sold at retail today comes from China and it's made from genetically modified corn. Even though vitamin C is a critical part of immune support, it's also critical to know where your vitamin C comes from. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon and Brighteonstore.com. And we only sell non-China, non-GMO vitamin C. We then subject it to rigorous laboratory testing in our own food science lab, checking for heavy metals, glyphosate, as well as microbiological contamination. Only after it passes our tests do we encapsulate it and package it for our audience. You can find it at brighteonstore.com. It's not the cheapest vitamin C on the market, but it is by far the most rigorously tested and honestly sourced vitamin C available anywhere in the world. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman and the good sheriff, Sheriff Richard, back on your TV. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. We just talked to the mother of Ashley Babbitt, who is protesting in D.C. now. They've been there for like 50 days because they believe that the American people have been wronged and the courts are corrupt, ladies and gentlemen. Are you surprised? Sadly, I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed, uh, but not surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, before we get to our next guest, though, I just want to highlight a little bit about Constitution Day, Sheriff. It was last Saturday, September 17th. I had a fantastic um, Constitution Day dinner. We had some incredible speakers. One speaker uh, was a journalist who documented his days in Poland when it was a communist country and documented some heroes that were freedom fighters back in those days and really highlighted and contrast the blessings of America and the freedoms we have. Even though we've lost a lot of liberty, sir, compared to other places, we still have a lot of freedom left, and we better use it wisely was the general context. We better do our best and turn to God for the rest was kind of the summation of the uh, event. We also had a guy by the name of Jeff. Um, I think his name is Jeff Ut, and he is a uh, professional swimmer, and he trains Navy SEALs uh, in swimming techniques. And he brought forth uh, some information about his experiences that were pretty tremendous, too, about what matters most and about what we should be focused on. It was a tremendous Constitutional Day event, sir, and I wanted to just highlight that really quick and celebrate and appreciate and reverence our Constitution. Sheriff? Well, actually, that day I was driving home uh, from Cordoba, Texas, where we had a great meeting with Texas judges and commissioners, and I was invited there to do our CSPOA constitutional training. And and I tell you, Sam, um, I look at what's going on in America today, and the solution is quite obvious. Uh, there must be a return to the miracle of making of America known as our constitutional republic. If we return to our our constitution, we will run smack in the face of the solutions that uh, our founding fathers uh, made for us, that they created, promulgated for us. The Constitution is the answer. Freedom is still the solution, and that's exactly what our Constitution provides. It was a miracle. It was a miracle form of government, and it still is today. And I'm telling you, Sam, those who tried to destroy our Constitution today are the enemy of America. And we must remember the admonition of Abraham Lincoln, who warned us that America would never be destroyed from the outside. But if we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. That is where America is, and we need to wake up and return to those basic fundamental you. human rights. So, wait, hey, I think we're hearing our guest. <clears throat> and Without I will tell further you, our guest, ladies and gentlemen... Yeah, would like to he introduce knows the Sheriff David, David Clark Jr. He's former Milwaukee County Sheriff for literally a couple of decades there. Uh, now he's a freedom fighter speaking across the country, telling the tale of liberty. Uh, the problem is people don't believe in freedom of speech anymore. Sheriff Clark, welcome to the Sheriff Matt Show, sir. <laughs> Sheriff Clark. I hear some background. All right, are you with us, Sheriff Clark? All right, while we wait to get Sheriff Clark a little summary of what I speak when I say that we don't believe in freedom of speech anymore, listen carefully to this, ladies and gentlemen. This appeared in the Salt Lake Tribune newspaper. Headline says, after backlash, Utah Sheriff's Association cancels what they say polarizing ex Sheriff's speech to law enforcement officers is the second time in recent months that David Clark has been canceled. The Utah Sheriff's Association canceled 
his upcoming appearance uh, at its annual conference. Listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen, after pushback from the NAACP. Now, I don't really get all this except for the NAACP has an agenda to promote Black Lives Matter, uh, to promote racial strife and racial uh, race baiting, and the list goes on and on. But, folks, we have got to deal with this in real time. Why are our sheriffs, of all people, kowtowing to Black Lives Matter slash the NAACP? You can say, well, wait a minute, Sam, there's a big difference between those two. And my response is, is there? Sheriff Clark, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right, Richard, what do you say to this, though? This, in my opinion, is unprecedented violation of First Amendment rights and the sheriffs, of all people, caving to political pressure from the NAACP, Sheriff Mack? Well, first, let's be real here. The Utah Sheriff's Association invited Sheriff Clark to come speak to them. And then BLM and NAACP cry about one of the few black sheriffs in America and probably the most regarded uh, sheriff in American history, uh, no matter what his race be, but the NAACP is supposed to promote. They're, well, but they're supposed to promote black people, and Sheriff Clark is black. And so, yeah, sheriff but he's Clark, not the right kind of black person. There, you know. Oh yeah, he he believes in the Constitution. I know. So, Ooh. Sheriff Clark, tell us what happened. Yeah, let me try to unpack this a little bit, and I'm glad that you guys brought this up. Because this is truly disheartening. And it's not disheartening for me. I don't make this about me. The heck with that. We had a contract for me to come down uh, to the Utah, St. George, I think it was, the city, and and speak to the uh, um, Utah Sheriff's Association. Now, let's be clear. That is not the sheriff's deputies. That is the executives, the elected sheriffs throughout Utah. I want to separate the two because uh, I'm tired. I'm tired of the lack of leadership coming not only – from police chiefs, mainly police chiefs, but now some sheriffs all across the nature, all across the nation, I should say, who have kowtowed, who have genuflected before this anti-cop movement called Black Lives Matter. And this has been going on for ever since the days of Ferguson, Missouri. There's not a bigger supporter of law enforcement across this country than me, David Clark. And I'm still all over the country speaking to police groups and trying to lift their spirits. I'm trying to inspire them, re-inspire them. I'm trying to give them the resolve and the courtesy, I'm, I'm sorry, the courage to continue to go out onto the streets of their community and fight not only the criminal element, but this nefarious group of cop haters, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and now some um, uh, elected sheriffs and, and many police chiefs, as they continue to undermine, look, guys, these are not leaders of people. They are not leaders of men, the Utah Sheriff's Association. They are not leaders of women. These people are cowards. I call, you know me. I call a spade a spade. I don't mince words. Yeah. I don't sugarcoat. Yeah. These people are cowards. First of all, as a, in, a, as a, in the state of Utah, because I went back and did some research. Before I uh, embark on signing these contracts, by the way, which they had to pay, so they're paying out of their pockets. And and a a decent sum of money to not have me uh, show up. And that should upset the membership who pay the monthly (laughs) or yearly dues. But anyway, I did some research on the state of Utah, fine state of Utah. I've been there several times. 
Yeah. The state of Utah is 87% white, 1.5% black. Let me say that again. 1.5% black. Why do they need an NAACP chapter in the state of Utah? They don't. <laughs> that number is, is so small it shouldn't register, and nobody, really nobody, unless it's something valid, should really even pay attention to 1.5% of the population anywhere on anything. Well, and not only well, that, Sheriff Clark, when we say 1% of the population, we're talking about bringing a black sheriff in to acquaint white people uh, predominantly uh, with issues relating to what's happening around the country. In other words, it's an issue that maybe some of the Rocky Mountain states don't have a great handle on because, hey, uh, it's so predominantly white. But it's it should be our attempt to understand things from a sheriff's point of view and understand uh, race relations, not just from one agenda promoter, but from all sides of the issue in a fair, open way. Let people hear and see and believe and learn what they want and let them make up their own minds. But see, that's not allowed because it's too political, right, Sheriff Mack? Well, yeah, that's exactly correct. And, and Sheriff Clark is telling it like it is, and, and I've always appreciated that of him. Uh, there, if they'd have known that Sheriff Clark was the CSPOA Sheriff of the Year back in 2013 or 14, I think it was 13, uh, if they'd have known that, they wouldn't have invited him either. Because uh, most of them there do not care about the Constitution or, or the CSPOA. But that's another deal for another day. But this is it, Sheriff Clark. I want you to know something. Uh, this was mostly the Salt Lake City Council because the sheriff of Salt Lake County actually works in a very unusual. In fact, it was the, it's the most unusual sheriff position anywhere in the country that they have diminished the role and power of the sheriff, but at the same time, they're having the sheriff uh, take over some of the responsibilities of law enforcement in the city of Salt Lake. So it gets really confusing. The sheriff doesn't even know her own job there. It's She's the only female sheriff in uh, Utah. For some reason, Salt Lake City and Salt Lake County are extremely liberal. I don't know how that happens in Utah, but it has. And... The Salt Lake City Council was telling the sheriff of Salt Lake County that they were going to defund the part of their position, position supporting, uh, sheriff supporting position. And so she got a hold of the uh, executive director of the Utah Sheriff's Association and said, hey, look, I don't want Clark to come because they're going to defund me. And she talk about a wimp. Uh, She is totally you are correct, sir. These are cowards with the badges and then the executive director uh, uh, called a few of the other sheriffs and told them what he was going to do sheriff smith in utah county and sheriff grover uh, i can't remember what county he is marty grover he's in the south and uh he they both objected and they still wanted you to come and what the executive director and the salt lake county sheriff said is that they didn't want the rest of the membership voting and so the 29 sheriffs of Utah were not allowed to vote to to make sure that you still came, especially that they'd already paid the money and still contractually owe you the money. Because it is today that you were supposed to be arriving there, correct? 
Correct. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the money has already been paid, so there's no way they could back out anyway. But that's neither here nor there because this isn't about money. Well, it, it is fellas. a little you know bit that. because they're paying you this, not to come. Well, 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 for them it's about money, but it's not for me. You know, they, no. can, they can do what they want, but I'll tell you what, it really chaps my rear end that these so-called leaders, of which they're not, yeah. no. kowtow, they buckle, they cave to any pressure from these liberals out, these cop-hating liberals. At some point, and this has been going on for a long time, I, I've seen where there's, and I've heard it from the troops. I've, I speak to a lot of law enforcement groups, a lot. Yes. And I'm talking about yes. the front-line officers, the first-line officers, and they tell me privately what's going on within their agency. And you know what their biggest complaint is? Lack of executive leadership who won't stand up for them, who won't, uh, in tough yeah. times, stand up and issue statements that should be made cowardice. And I'm telling you what, I'll tell you what, these people yeah. that, that are in these positions that don't have the courage, they ought to have the courage to lay the badge down and resign so that they, these, these fine young men and women on the front line who are under siege can get some real leadership, leadership with backbone and leadership with courage. Here's the kind of executive <laughs> leadership that we that I've seen across the United States. At the University of Wisconsin Police, they have a, a full service police uh, force. The University of Wisconsin. I'm I'm in Wisconsin, yeah. right? This right. woman, this chief, banned the flying or display of the thin blue line flag, calling it divisive. She said that symbol does not represent our values, and she has barred it. Uh, the flag being flown in, in any uh, police precinct or office. She's uh, not allowed any carrying like a coffee mug with a blue line flag symbol on it. Cannot be brought into the police station. This is the kind of stuff you get. Also, the city of Milwaukee, and I'm in Milwaukee, police chief, right. banned the thin blue line flag being displayed anywhere within the agency. When I heard this, I was livid, and I've written several op-eds on it, by the way. And I call these people out. I said, they are not worthy. They are not worthy to lead the fine men and women who are on the front line. This is the kind of kowtowing you get. You know who made the complaint about the thin blue line flag? Black Lives Matter. Of course. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this story really quick here so you understand. Jeanette Williams, or Jeanetta Williams, I guess is her name. She's the president of the Utah chapter of the NAACP, okay? She told a Salt Lake Tribune reporter on Friday evening, she said, hey, I called and spoke with the Sheriff's Association and was able to get Clark's appearance canceled. So ladies and gentlemen, how do we have one person that's with the NAACP? Okay, they're not even government or anything else. They're just a group, right? How does that right. one person have authority to call and complain and have all 28-plus sheriffs there uh, literally decide to cancel over the protest of what manipulated political power we have in the state of Utah? This is a disgrace, Sheriff Clark. One person called, and her position gives her that much power in the state. Something is wrong in, in, in America, sir. Well, that's that's how threatening these people can be. This is, you know, through threats and intimidation uh, that a small group uh, and, you know, and a few individuals 
can have this kind of impact. Nowhere else in society does this does this sort of stuff fly, all right? This is obviously speech suppression. There's no doubt about that. These people do not want to give uh, any credence to the fact that there might be somebody else's views opposite theirs on any particular subject, not just law enforcement, any particular subject. And when they don't want to hear it, the first thing they do is not, well, let's debate this, let's sit down, and let's have a discussion. Let's see who's prepared. Let's see who has facts and figures. Let's see who's reasonable and have it out and let the public decide which position they're going to take on it. All right. That's what used to happen in this country, but that's gone. Those days are over. We, we are we are on the throes. We are on the doorstep of a totalitarian state in this year. And you know what it started? The totalitarian movement starts with weakening police. That's why that was the first step with all of these, ever since Ferguson, Missouri, these attacks on police, this uh, hateful rhetoric about police, because that's the first step is you have to defeat the frontline people of law and order, the frontline people of an orderly society, so you can create chaos. And that's what's happened here. So that's why I said free speech is out the window. Anybody who thinks that free speech exists in the United States right now is living under a rock. Real quickly, real Janetta quickly, Williams Sheriff. has what? free speech, though, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be clear. She has free speech to literally. That's totalitarian. That's not free speech. That's, to- that's, not, that's not free speech. That's hers is yeah. totalitarian speech. That's right. That. One, one other There's thing real quickly, Sheriff. Uh, what was it that brought you to national prominence as Sheriff of uh, Milwaukee County? What brought you to national prominence? Why did people seek you out? Why did we seek you out? Why did other? Why do other groups seek you out now? What brought you to national prominence? Well, I started talking about the Constitution, for heaven's sakes. We all took an oath to, to defend and preserve the Constitution of the United States. There were a couple of issues that came about through people defending themselves uh, by the use of firearms. And so I started talking about the Second Amendment and the need for people to be prepared that they are the front line of their own personal safety. I put out a couple of ads. 30-second ads on local radio here in Milwaukee, and it spread mm-hmm. like wildfire, and it went viral and thrust me into this 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 whole um, scene, if you will, the, the firestorm of politics, policing, law and order, the Constitution, the American way, American values, so on and so forth. And then some high-profile police incidents came up, and because I, I had been established now as this voice, if you will, on some of these issues, I got to opine on them. Some of these police use of force things that, including it started in Ferguson, Missouri, really this this war on cops. And I got up and I defended. And you know what? Not one sheriff or chief had my back. I was out there. I was a man alone. I was enduring all of the the, the arrows, the slings and arrows. I was the one who was in their crosshairs, taking all the fire on. And not and one we, chief of sheriff came, stood up and, and said, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then we had right. your back. <laughs> right. And, and but, so, the, the, but it was the people, it wasn't just the cops, gentlemen. It was the people of America that said, finally, a law enforcement executive with a set of balls. Yeah, that's exactly Ladies correct. And gentlemen, let's be very clear about a couple of things. Number one, Fox doesn't have the guts. Fox wimped out too. He used to be a premier uh, go-to consultant on issues of relevance. 
uh, and now Fox has wimped out. But the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, Richard Mack, Sam Bushman, and others um, awarded Sheriff Clark the Sheriff of the Year Award, and we still stand with Sheriff Clark. We're not whipping out Sheriff Mack. No, we're not, and it's because Sheriff Clark never has. And Sheriff Clark has epitomized exactly what we're about uh, for constitutional sheriffs. Uh, he didn't call me and said, hey, if I do this, will you will you have my back? No, just the opposite. Sheriff Clark stood. He, he stood for the Constitution. He stood for the oath of office. He stood for the Second Amendment. He taught his citizens how to defend themselves and to do so and be ready to defend themselves. And how to partner that, with the sheriff. Oh, yeah, totally. And and yet then the chief of police of Milwaukee goes after Clark. The other sheriffs are run like cowards. And it is just amazing what you've done, Sheriff Clark. Sheriff Clark, you let us know what we need to do. We've got your back, brother. Tell us how to help, and we'll get her done. We love you. We appreciate you. Godspeed. We'll talk soon. And our prayers are with you, and our efforts are with you as well. Hey, I love you guys. times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello? Those things on the side of your head aren't turnips? But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what she did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Come celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day Dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Uch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677 North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at lovingliberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, two quick final issues this hour on the Sheriff Mack Show. Simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. Uh, this is interesting. Utah County, or I'm sorry, Cache County Sheriff Chad Jensen. He's president of 
the Utah Sheriff's Association, and uh, also Scott Burns, the associate director, responded did not respond to a request for comment. They won't talk about this with any of us. Uh, Sheriff Clark wrote on Facebook, as the liberal media tries to label people as extremists, controversial, polarizing, and anything that tries to silence your voice, just remember, ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason behind it. Your voice matters. Never be silenced. The more they try, the more you should speak up. Sheriff Clark. Uh, that's really the bottom line here. Why won't they let a black credentialed up the wazoo? I mean, the guy's got more credentials than anybody I know. Uh, why is he now the enemy? Because he doesn't believe Black Lives Matter is a good organization? Because he believes what it documents on their website, that they're against everything we hold dear, God, family, and country? Because he believes uh, that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land and is relevant today? What is the problem with Sheriff Clark? He's polarizing because he believes in the Constitution, and he's a black guy that rejects Black Lives Matter? Is that the deal? The NAACP has that much power through one lady calling the Sheriff's Association in the whole state of Utah, and they simply get him banned, flat out shut down. I say shame on the Utah Sheriff's, uh, Sheriff Mac. This is just absolutely shameful. It is disgusting, Sam. I can't believe that, uh, uh, as Sheriff Clark said, such a lack of leadership. Uh, I, I will tell you, uh, though, uh, to, to defend some of the sheriffs in Utah, uh, there's a few of them that are uh, really upset about this. And, well, they should be because they had no uh, – they weren't allowed to make uh, – be a part of the decision. And, in fact, most of them had already agreed to give this guy a contract and have him come. And, yes, yeah, Sheriff Clark charges, and it's not a small amount. And so they just wasted a bunch of money uh, to kowtow. Uh, to a, a spokesperson from the NAACP. And Sam, there's another irony and hypocrisy and a flat-out lie from the NAACP. The NAACP, NAACP stands for National Advancement of Colored National, People. Of, of, of pe colored people. And here they have a colored person who is a former sheriff coming to speak and they want to cancel him yeah because he's not the right kind of black guy he's an uncle tom national advancement national advancement for the uh association of colored people for the advancement of colored people there we go all right there you have it all i'm telling you is this is a disgrace ladies and gentlemen and the people need to not stand for this what we need to do is push hard and they need to uh, change their mind and bring sheriff clark back but it's all up to we the people. You're going to stand up or you're going to get crushed, my fellow Americans. You choose. We stand for peaceful restoration of all things we hold dear, including the First Amendment. God save the Republic, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour one in the can, two coming up. God save the Republic. Live 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for September the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is hour two of two. The goal to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property, to do so using the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution of the United States of America. We believe in the check and balances. That makes America great. We can do it again if we insist on them as we, the people, have delegated different authorities to different branches of government to make sure they all put a check on one another. We can chain down. Uh, those who want to destroy our liberties with the Constitution, but you got to get involved to get it done. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We had on Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and we talked about Joe Biden claims COVID pandemic is over. That's U.S. Uh, CBS News. The problem is all the bigwigs uh, are saying, no, it's not over. Uh, Biden doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, while they debated, I've told you there was no pandemic ever from the beginning. I maintain evidence is proving me more right all the time, ladies and gentlemen, so they can debate that as they try to lock people down and manipulate the truth and play games and use political weapons against we the people. But you know what? We win in the end. I've got news for them. If you're on God's side, who? It's going to be good for you. I'll tell you that right now. They say now that school closures have failed America's children. Real clear politics. Many others talking about that. Shame on them. They act like guns shoot people. No, people shoot people, not guns. Uh, People shoot people with guns. And yeah, bureaucrats uh, locked down and shut down schools and harmed our children. But that's what governments have been doing, harming every one of us, violating our rights uh, for a long time now. The last couple of years have been the most egregious, including go to bars and watch lap dances. That's fine, but don't go to church to prove the point. I mean, these people are absolutely shameful. But it's the culture war we're in. It's really the war waged in heaven by satan trying to be above god is where it all started it continues today but ladies and gentlemen did you know you can educate your own children just pull them out of the government cesspool okay that's what you've got to do and in share uh in uh, dr scott bradley's book called to preserve the nation in the tradition of our founding fathers chapter 11 talks about of education and freedom breaking this down more for you okay we also talked about uh MSNBC's The Cross Connection with Tiffany Cross. Um, Whacked out New York Congressman Jamal Bowman literally calling for civil war. Okay, it is psychotic. A couple of days ago, we talked about this Hawaii whacked out um, senator that was calling for literal violence. Now you got a New York Congressman doing the same thing. Folks, we don't want civil war. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. All right. Biden and company are absolutely taking your freedom. And Biden even thinks you need an F-15 to fight back, folks. Yes, Biden and company are intentionally destroying America. And it's up to us to protect, to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth. Voter challenges. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, they say voter challenges and record requests are now swamping election offices. That's according to KSL. And you want to know why? Because everybody knows that the elections have been a big old scam. 
that they've literally been shutting us down. Anybody that stands up for freedom is shut down. Anybody who promotes tyranny is rewarded and promoted. The FBI seized the cell phone of Mike Lindell. Yeah, the MyPillow guy. Why did the FBI seize his phone? Because they're afraid. they got to attack Donald Trump, Mike Lindell, me, you, everybody, uh, except for those who are promoting tyranny in America. In Denver, they're giving the homeless $12,000 and no strings attacked cash, for example. Second hour, we had on Lowell Nelson, and we talked about Europe commits suicide by sanctions, writes Ron Paul. We're doing the same thing. Sanctions, handouts everywhere from COVID, corruption right on through. Now the question is Ukraine destroying evidence of U.S.-funded bioweapons program? The answer is clearly yes. We talked about where science meets fiction, the dark history of eugenics. This is all predictable, ladies and gentlemen. Sanctions kill. Sometimes they kill innocents in the country targeted for destruction. Sometimes it's in the country promoting them, but no doubt sanctions kill. They destroy. The solution, as always, is non-interventionism. Get the heck out of it, folks. We talked about all the rights, all the ways in which our rights are usurped by John and Nisha Whitehead. Great article there, but they're calling um, to overthrow the system. We are not calling for that. We're calling to clearly work within the system to restore the greatest country on the face of the earth. Don't blame the messenger. Don't think the Constitution's the problem. Folks, the answer is standing with the Constitution and insisting on its checks and balances. Biden admin refuses to secure the border. So they say now it's time to bring the border to Martha's Vineyard. See, I don't really like that. DeSantis says he's going to bring more uh, illegals into the interior of America. Laura Logan was interviewed about this. Uh, They say Biden bringing people to the uh, southern border is the next step in global government. Look, why do we hate it when Joe Biden brings illegals to the interior, but we applaud when Ron DeSantis and some of these other Republican governors do it? Both of them achieve the same goal, which is bring more illegals into the country. Crime increases. Illegal votes increase. Folks, we can't have it. I'm not for anybody bringing illegals further into the country. We need to move them out of the country because it's illegal for them to be here. Let me say that again. It's illegal. Sheriff Mack is with me. Welcome back, sir. Hey, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning, I guess, again. <laughs> Amen to that. The headline this time says this, right on the heels of that um, border debate, dispute, whatever you want to call it. Here's the headline. Hispanic Texans may now be the state's largest demographic group new census data shows. Do you want to respond to this? Uh, Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, But we need to remember that there are a lot of uh, Hispanic people that are not just straight Democrat supporters or or slaves or puppets, probably be a better word, puppets of the Democrat Party. And most Hispanics are religious, uh, extremely family-oriented, as our good friend Sheriff uh, Raymond Dabolske in Zapata County uh, that you and I both know very well. I think he epitomizes and represents the Hispanic pe- population of Texas very well. Uh, they're they're hardworking. 
and they are dedicated to uh, their families. Many of them, uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but many of them oppose abortion. They are pro-life, pro-family, and uh, pro-America. And I think that's so, wonderful, and I don't have any problem with it except for, um, well, one main issue. You ready? Well, we, well, illegal immigration would be one. How many of them are illegal? We so if we have legal citizens in America that happen to be Hispanic, hey, I don't care. I don't know why we even want to divide them out from everybody else. They're American, and so am I. Why even focus on their Hispanic um, uh, ethnicity? Are we trying to divide over ethnicity or what? I don't care if they're Hispanic or not. I agree that I want to work with people that are like-minded, that promote the principles that I believe in and stand for the things that I believe in. If they don't agree with me on issues, I want to uh, learn to agree to disagree agreeably and be kind. That's all fine for me. But if we're going to now tout in the news Hispanic Texans, that's a unique kind of Texan, don't you know? It's not just an American Texan. It's a Hispanic kind. See, that's the problem that I have with it. That's the first problem. The second problem is now they're the state's largest demographic group says census data. How many of them are illegal, though? And that I have a serious problem with because according to Joe Biden, according to Barack Obama, according to New York, according to California, these people vote even though they're illegal. To me, that's election fraud. I've got a bigger election fraud story than this, uh, by the way, coming up in just a second. But that's election fraud if they vote, Sheriff. It is election fraud, and they know it. And uh, I do believe that that is exactly what has turned California from the red state of Ronald Reagan to the blue state of Nancy Pelosi. Amen to that reality check. All right, I wanted to highlight that. I also have one more story before I get to my big election fraud story that I've been uh, highlighting here. Global audience, they say, for the Queen's funeral likely exceeded 4 billion people, Sheriff. Now, here's the problem. In America, we don't believe in queens and kings. We kicked the British out a couple of hundred years ago. Because we believe that, you know what, we all matter. But I don't know if you know this, globally 53,000 people die on the average every day. So 53,000 people died along with the queen. She's the only one that gets the focus. I'm a little bit concerned that we turn these people into idols, Sheriff. Uh, That's all they are. They have no uh, governmental authority. Uh, They don't make policy. Uh, they, They are just celebrities that walk around and pretty stuff and have to be uh, very adept at pomp and circumstance. Uh, and they have more family problems than everybody else, it seems. Um, and in fact, one of them uh, is ha- has been guilty of pedophilia. Uh, so uh, I don't know. And, and maybe pedophilia is not the correct word. He just likes, uh, uh, well, teenage girls. And so I don't know if that's the same as liking four or five-year-olds, but Regardless, uh, he got away with it, just as Bill Clinton did. That's because of their elite status. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to reject idols. <clears throat> you know what? We need 4 billion people to learn about the supreme law of the land and learn about the beacon on a hill called the greatest country on the face of the earth, the United States of America, where God is the ultimate authority. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions. We're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services. I was shocked. To so, hear since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay. Abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They right. are the largest single abortion provider in our country. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sheriff Richard Mack riding shotgun on the broadcast today. Election fraud, ladies and gentlemen, illegals voting is clear election fraud. We know it's happening all over the country. Dead people voting, election fraud, we know the voter rolls are a serious, serious problem. Many states, at least two-thirds of them, are part of an organization called ERIC, E-R-I-C. Uh, and that is a third-party organization that controls the voter rolls. Supposedly, they clean up and maintain the voter rolls, but in many cases, they do just the opposite. And then when you want to do a FOIA request or a grandma request or a transparency request, uh, you, don't ha you can't because ERIC does not comply with those. So we need to contractually get out of the agreements with Eric all over the country, ladies and gentlemen. But I've also highlighted, in addition to election fraud via dead people voting, elderly people voting, not knowing what they're voting for, illegals voting, Eric manipulation of voter rolls, uh, etc. The next one is the FBI's manipulation of, of election reality based on stories they promote in the media. Now that's in the courts and they got caught at it. The FBI literally shut down Hunter Biden slash Joe Biden stories so that you didn't hear the dirt on Joe. But then they promoted false stories about Donald Trump. And between those two, the FBI literally committed election fraud. But now we're getting details of exactly how they're doing it and what they're doing down to the individual 
level. This is documented by the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen. And here's what the headline says. Are you ready? This ad's for you, not your neighbor. New York Times. They say data mining plus streaming can target political ads household by household, and it's largely unregulated. Over the last few weeks, they say, so you know the elections are coming up, right? They're coming up rapidly, quick, right? Over the last few weeks, tens of thousands of voters in the Detroit area who watch streaming video services were shown different local campaign ads pegged to their, quote, political or political leanings. So listen, digital consultants working for representative, this guy's name is Baron Camilleri. He's a Democrat in the Michigan House. He's running for state Senate right now. He targeted 62,402 moderate female and likely pro-choice voters. And he targeted them with a specific ad promoting reproductive rights. Now think about that, folks. The campaign also ran a more general video ad for Mr. Camilleri to 77,000 Democrats showing him as a moderate school teacher. All right? So listen, they were watching the same shows, but they got different ads. See, if you're a person that's extreme and you promote pro-choice, and that's what you voted for, hardcore pro-choice candidates, then they pitch an ad showing him as a hardcore pro-choice candidate. But then if you're more moderate, then they think, you know what? You're more the school teacher type. We're going to show you ads promoting him as a former school teacher. We're not going to talk about the pro-choice ad. Although millions of Americans and voters may not be aware, the powerful data mining techniques that campaigns routinely use to tailor political ads to viewers on sites and apps are now making it directly to your TV with even more detailed ability to target you individually. The targeting, ladies and gentlemen, they say, has now become so precise that next-door neighbors streaming the same true crime show will get different ads, even on the same streaming service. Why might they be shown now different political ads? Because we data mine who they are. Based on data about their voting record, party affiliation, age, gender, race, ethnicity, estimated home value, shopping habits, or views on gun control, they can target an ad to get you to believe their politician is just like you. Political consultants say the ability to tailor streaming Video ads to, quote, small swaths of targeted viewers could be crucial this November for candidates like Mr. Camilleri, who are facing very tight races. In 2016, this Camilleri guy won his first election by just several hundred votes. 
they say very few voters oftentimes wind up changing very close elections. Yeah, there's a group called Change Media Group. And Ryan Irvin's there, and he says, hey, we can change just a few hundred votes easily. That's the agency behind Mr. Camilleri's ad campaign. Okay, listen, very early in an election cycle, we can pull from the voter database a list of 10,000 voters. We can match them on specific platforms, and we can run streaming TV ads to just those 10,000 people, and we can seed them with what they identify with as their hot-button issues based on former elections, based on the database, based on all kinds of metrics relating to them and their lives, their shopping habits, and more. Okay, this is internet TVs, tablets, etc. Now, they said it seemed like a niche phenomenon back in 2016. That's when Google came into their fraud. But now they're moving on. Google is not getting enough of the ad money anymore because this is way better in terms of targeting and way less regulated. Two years later, ladies and gentlemen, streaming has become the most highly viewed TV medium in the United States, according to Nielsen. Think about that. Streaming has become the most highly effective and viewed TV medium in the United States. So old TV's out. So you think, like on your old TV, that everybody's shown the same ad. No. If they know Richard Max, a former sheriff, they're going to say, hey, Sam Bushman is a candidate that's really a supporter of law enforcement. But if uh, you're a school, uh, you know, board member, they're going to say, Sam Bushman has supported government schools in the past and helped them receive a bunch of funding. If you're pro-life, they're going to say, Sam has been one of the most pro-life candidates ever. And because there's no regulation, they can virtually say what they want to. Savvy candidates and advocacy groups are now flooding streaming services with ads in an effort to reach what they call cord cutters and never quarters. A cord cutter is somebody who goes off cable, right? <clears throat> a never quarter is somebody who has never had cable, but they use these modern streaming platforms. These are people who never watched traditional cable or broadcast TV. The trend, they say, is growing so fast that political ads on streaming services are expected to garner and generate $1.4 billion, about 15% of the projected $9.7 billion on ad spending for the 2022 election cycle, they say. Okay, now that puts streaming for the first time on par with political ad spending on Facebook and Google. The proliferation of these streaming political messages has prompted lawmakers and researchers to warn that the ads are outstripping federal regulation and oversight. Now, I'm not calling for regulation, but I'm highlighting what's happening, okay? The TV normal uh, advertising has rules and regulations, but unlike TV broadcast stations, these streaming platforms are not required to even keep public files about the political ads they sold and or ran, not to mention all the data connected to 
who they targeted, and why. Bottom line is you have an unregulated ecosystem in which streaming services literally do whatever they want to. Every streaming service has different rules. Okay, you can have whatever rules you want to. Okay? This is serious, folks. For decades, political campaigns have blanketed local broadcast markets, candidate ads, but now they don't need to blanket. They can uniquely, specifically target and change a few hundred votes without blinking an eye. More in seconds than Sheriff Max response on your radio. Claiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The USS Ronald Reagan aircraft carrier will visit South Korea this week for joint drills for the first time in about four years. The Allies seek to deploy U.S. nuclear-capable strategic assets to deter North Korea from doing something foolish. The carrier will arrive at naval base in the southern port of Busan on Friday. A Baltimore City Circuit Court judge on Monday approved the state's motion to vacate the murder conviction of 41-year-old Adnan Saeed. Baltimore City prosecutors filed a motion last week to vacate his murder conviction in the death of his high school ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee. The public defender said prosecutors failed to tell Saeed information about evidence that would have allowed him to defend himself, including details that established two other people had threatened Lee's life. The Taliban freed American engineer Mark Freericks in a prisoner exchange. The U.S. government released Bashir Norzai, a warlord and drug trafficker with ties to the Taliban, a translator shortly after his release. My exchange, I think, with God willing, can lead to peace between Afghanistan and America. An American was released, and I am also free with the help of the Taliban and their holy fighters. Sharply rising cases of some STDs, including 26% rise in new syphilis infections reported last year, are prompting U.S. health officials to call for new prevention and treatment efforts. The U.S. Energy Department on Monday said it will sell up to 10 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve for delivery in November, extending the timing of a plan to sell 180 million barrels from the emergency stockpile to artificially lower fuel prices. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels, trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane, bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2 neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. 
Technologies like blue biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenStockJournal.com. This week on the Greenstock Journal. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, I'm talking about how they're committing election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. I'll finish up and have Sheriff Max response in a second. I'm sorry this is so long, but it's from the New York Times. You can go read it, ladies and gentlemen. But they say streaming has become the most valued TV medium in the United States, according to Nielsen. Now campaigns are employing what they call advanced consumer profiling and automated ad buying services to deliver different streaming messages to different Voters, ladies and gentlemen, political consumer or political consulting firms can now buy profiles on con- more than 200 million voters. So they can buy profiles now on over 200 million voters. Listen, including details on an individual's party affiliations, voting record, political leanings, education levels, income and consumer habits and other metrics. Some streaming services and ad tech firms allow political campaigns to even provide lists of specific voters who they want to show ads to. So they can literally take Sam Bushman and Richard Mack and say, hey, uh, you know what? Tell Sam Bushman and Richard Mack that this candidate really supports the Constitution. But over here, this lady that just had an abortion, show her that this person's pro-choice over there this businessman that just lost his job show him that you know what this candidate will get jobs ladies and gentlemen this is vote fraud election fraud uh, campaign fraud i don't know what you want to call it but this is absolute propaganda manipulating elections before your very eyes and they have the nerve to run around and say without evidence and then they document this in the new york times sheriff mack well, I really think that's the key here is that it came from the New York Times. <laughs> uh, it, you know, every now and again, uh, they really expose some amazing stuff. Uh, and I don't know if they really wanted to go that far, but they're describing. I don't think it's election fraud this time as much as it's election manipulation. Uh, and I, I don't, I'm looking in all the time that you were talking about this that I was looking for something that was criminal. And it might be borderline with some of the, the intent, but, uh, or the use of technology to violate people's privacy. But as far as the companies selling that and the person using it, I don't know. I don't know how illegal that would be, except if, if they got the information illegally and if it again if it's a violation of my privacy and yours uh but well here's the problem this is there's no there's no rules or guidelines from congress because congress hasn't kept up with technology uh so it's not illegal in terms of buying the information but i submit to you that using the information 
to influence voters on an individual basis, to get my information from a voter database and say Sam is a pro-life constitutionalist conservative. Uh, he has plenty of money. He buys this, 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 and this, and this. Here's what matters to To use that data in front of an election to then send me information that may or may not be factual or may or may be partial truth, may or may not even be completely true, but to manipulate the narrative to where I clearly believe one thing or another thing based on this targeted propaganda and then to not let me know. See, most people, two neighbors don't even realize they got different ads. They just think they saw it on TV. Uh, so I'm telling you, whether this is uh, rises to the bar of fraud or whether it's just manipulating uh, votes, uh, you know, it's hard for me to say what words can be used to identify the illegal activity taking place or the immoral uh, issues related to this. This is problematic. And so that's why they'll say, oh, without evidence, because you can't prove election fraud. Hey, all that they're doing is legal. Well, why is it legal? Because there's nobody who's made laws that deal with any of this right. and so we just right. kind of back into this strange well we didn't really do anything wrong but we're blatantly admitting we're manipulating elections right but sam you just described politics as usual it's all about manipulation it's all about lying these these commercials that i see on tv about uh mark kelly who's the u.s senator uh, former astronaut uh, and husband of Gabby Giffords, who was shot uh, when Judge John Roll was murdered. Um, way back, I think that was, uh, what, 2008? Um, but regardless of how long ago it was, um, Gabby Giffords has been hailed as a saint because she survived uh, a shot to the head. Uh, but voter manipulation is... Uh, what the Democrats and Republicans are all about. And uh, th- this has become what you just said, Sam. You, you called the right word. You hit it on the head. Immoral. Politics is the epitome of immorality. And th- th- these people are such liars and manipulators. The politicians are. I mean, look at Mitt Romney and John McCain and and uh, the, the, the utter nonsense that comes, that is spewed out of these people's mouths. Uh, and that, you know, when I was in, when I was in Washington, D.C., lobbying and going door to door to offices there, uh, I saw John McCain in the, when I was working for Sam Gerard or working to help him, I wasn't employed by him, but I was trying to get him some help. And I saw John McCain in the hallway downstairs by the elevators, and uh, I said, hey, I need to come by and see you. And he goes, I'm looking forward to it, Sheriff. You know, And uh, he was no more looking forward to it than fly to the moon, and he, he had his staff dodge me. Uh, I never met with him. Uh, and so I, I had a deal with him. I actually made a deal with John McCain uh, to uh, help Sam Gerard. And then he had one of his flunkies call me and say, no, we can't do that. Uh, uh, it would be illegal for us to try to get involved in a case where somebody's already been through the court system. Illegal. I mean, that's what they would call it. Now, so, Sam, it, Sam, these politicians are so corrupt. It's like Biden. Let me, let me take this to the next level. Listen yeah. to this. All right. In the digital ad world, they say this. You're buying the person, not 
the content, says Mike Riley, oh, a partner at what's called NVR Media, a progressive political consultancy that creates ad campaigns for candidates and advocacy groups. So they and know I bet they're, they're buying millions. They're buying they are the wealthy beyond measure to do this ahead of elections, though, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can tell me that we don't have any evidence of election manipulation and election fraud just because we've found ways to circumvent the laws in America. Does that make it any more or less wrong, criminal, manipulative of votes? So maybe we ought to not use the election fraud or vote fraud term anymore. But look, they are literally targeting individuals, peddling propaganda to those individuals, and making you believe something that may or may not be true or may or be different from what other people are getting. Separating voters and targeting specific information to them is the epitome of peddling propaganda, making sure that I only see and hear and focus on a certain narrative different from my neighbor. Right. Again, Sam, look at at Joe Biden. How many times has his his administration lied and manipulated uh, the American people? I mean outright lie. Their entire administration is based on lies. They come out and tell you the borders are secure. They come out and tell you that uh, uh, inflation is down. It was zero last month, according to Biden. It, it's He has been in Washington, D.C. for over 43, 44, 45 years. He is so ingrained, and the people that work with him are so ingrained in dishonesty, deception, manipulation, and immorality – that it's business as usual for them. They don't believe there's anything wrong with this thing. And that goes back to Thomas Paine. A long habit of not thinking a thing to be wrong gives it an appearance, a superficial appearance of being right. This is absolutely immoral. Politics has come to that, Sam. And that's why there needs to be a, an absolute cleaning, cleansing of Washington, D.C. and our state capitals. And yes, at the county level too everyone is participating in this dishonest immoral political structure that we have allowed to take place in america and it is so ubiquitous and legion it is now a part of our political dna and i can't stand it well there you have it ladies and gentlemen when we come back I want to talk a little bit more about this illegal immigration issue. There's some shocking statistics that are coming out. But again, it all depends on what information you get. That is the key takeaway. What information are you getting from what you're watching? By the way, we don't target listeners. We want y'all to listen and decide equally. This is America, not China, ladies and gentlemen. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. 
They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, the good Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio. So, folks, um, I guess we're at a point in America where nothing's really wrong or illegal. They've found ways to literally just skirt any law. They found a way to create two classes of people. You and I, that includes Donald Trump, and the elites. And since nothing is illegal anymore... Because they've found ways to skirt the law. They can do whatever they want to, and you and I can't do anything about it. And then if we say there's election fraud or vote fraud, they say no. Because legally, the definition is very hard to prove fraud. All they're doing is buying profiles on you and I, literally peddling us propaganda, but yet you and I can't do anything about it. Well, the same thing's true with illegals. Illegals can vote, and it's not really against the law. And because Donald, or I mean, because Joe Biden's just going to sue Arizona over the issue. And now it's just locked up in the courts in a big old battle, right? But illegal immigration, ladies and gentlemen, under President Joe Biden. I got to take out president. All right, there you go. Illegal immigration under Joe Biden in 2020 is now costing American taxpayers more than former President Trump's proposed border wall. That's according to a report conducted by uh, the Federation for American immigration, uh, that's reform, that's the fair group, if you will. The 1.3 million illegal immigrants released into the United States under the Biden administration will cost taxpayers $20.4 billion this year alone. With each migrant costing $9,232 per year, that's according to the report. Now, the Trump, administra- uh, Trump administration appropriated $15 billion for the construction of the border wall. Do you want to respond to this, Sheriff? Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised by that at all. I followed those numbers before what I- illegal immigration costs Americans. So the 1.3 that have illegally entered since uh, during the last two years, since Biden has assumed the office of uh, uh, the, the Oval Office, um, 
it, it surprises me that it's that low. In fact, I believe it's higher. Uh, it's really hard to count everybody that actually, actually sneaks in, that some get undetected. And and so anyway, it's, it's impossible to, to, to detect all of it. Uh, so anyway, Biden has uh, made a, 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 a catastrophe, a disaster of the border, and, and then has all his minions lie that it's doing great. Kamala Harris, Mayorkas, uh, lie that, it, that, that the border is secure, you know, because they'll see some people going through and that the uh, Border Patrol agents and ICE agents are checking them and putting them through. Uh, and it makes it look very orderly. And then you have the rest of it that the nine, the other 90 percent that is just running roughshod over the uh, states of Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California. And California welcomes them because they're part of the uh, uh, Democrat uh, monopoly organizers. Yeah, and they want say they can vote in voting. California, no problem. They want them voting. And New Mexico wants them voting. And these sheriffs in those states are, are pulling their hair out. So uh, it, it's, it's worse than any of us think. And what's happening to our country is the proliferation of drugs. Overdoses are skyrocketing uh, under this administration. You never hear a word about the, the horrible deaths happening from uh, overdose of drugs. And, well, and those drugs the are coming sex in. trafficking. Well, and then, yeah, that was my next point. You have human trafficking, you have sexual exploitation of children, you have young girls working for the cartels to pay them back, uh, getting them across the border. And so now uh, the proliferation of prostitution from young girls uh, and older ones alike, and literally uh, these people that are coming here illegally, the women all take uh, anti-pregnancy drugs. And uh, before they before they yeah because they know the likelihood of them getting raped is very very uh, very high high. and they don't want to get pregnant so they're doing this and then when when President Trump brings up that hey you know what there's rapists running around and coming in then they mocked him and said it wasn't true and he was a hater of anybody Hispanic or anything else they told all these lies about that but folks it gets even worse so Joe Biden and the Mexican government. And all these governments along the way, these uh, Central and and, um, South American or Latin countries or whatever, are allowing literally a a, um, illegal immigrant corridor with promises of all kind of things to come to the United States. Uh, They get here. They're in Texas. They're in Arizona. And now some of the sheriffs or some of the governors, uh, Ducey in Arizona, Ron DeSantis in Florida, Abbott in Texas. Okay, these um, governors are sending them north, sending them to, quote, sanctuary cities. Well, I don't know if you know the latest battle, Sheriff, but now the Democrats are saying, hey, Ron DeSantis, who sent those planes of immigrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard, you know what? He is guilty of kidnapping, human human trafficking and kidnapping. So Joe (laughs) can create a corridor and send this and do this. Uh, but if you send them further north because you're overwhelmed to places that might be able to handle them. Now, they kicked them out of Martha's, Martha's Vineyard as well. But yet then they're now uh, supposedly going to investigate Ron DeSantis for human trafficking. 
I, yeah, they I don't get how this even happens. Cartels. They won't go after the cartels, but they'll go after Governor DeSantis. But they won't go after and Joe. All, Joe's the biggest human trafficker of anybody with his open border policies and his come on in ideas. Yeah. Not only that, Joe bust illegal immigrants all across the country and flew them in places at night and everything else, overwhelming communities. Right. But, of course, so he's not a trafficker, just a Santos. No, no, no. They would have to go after him. No, no, no. But see, Remember, Joe's on the inside. He's elitist. Ron DeSantis right. is not. Well, yeah, and it's just this, again, this uh, facade and uh, all-star wrestling match between the Democrats and Republicans. Uh, and I tell you what, as soon as the Republicans take uh, over the House or Senate or both, then you're going to see all sorts of prosecutions against the Democrats. And both sides are using the Justice Department, uh, if you can use that word anymore, justice, the the farcical uh, Department of Justice, uh, and they're going to both use it uh, for their political gain. And I am tired of it, and the American people are tired of it. And uh, it's, it's absolutely sickening uh, to watch them use taxpayer dollars uh, and and the poor people coming across the border as human footballs. And I can tell you what, uh, some of the investigators, the sheriff of Texas trying to investigate DeSantis in Florida, has absolutely no standing. Uh, it, it is not his jurisdiction. But if these people are allowed to be here, how is it a crime if I take them to another state? If they are here and they are welcome here, just as the sanctuary. Yeah, the debate is whether you had their permission or whether you gave them false promises and da 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 da, da right? Yeah, well, yeah, like the cartels do, you know. But the cartels are the real criminals here, and they're doing nothing about that except hiring eighty-seven thousand more IRS agents. But I say that Obama and Biden and these people are the criminals too because they're the ones that have they brought are. them in. They brought them to places with all kinds of false promises. The promises that Joe's made to them are illegal to deliver on. It's illegal. It's illegal to offer someone coming here illegally anything. And so right. all and so, the freebies. And so else. Joe's a criminal because he's been offering those things. It's been he widely is. known that he's been offering those things. He's been partnering with the drug cartels, the trafficking of humans and and you know sex trafficking and human trafficking cartels. He's been literally partnering with them giving them a pass and it's illegal for him to forgive student loan debt and it's illegal for them to offer student loans in the first place but see the so republicans have no authority on top of the other republicans yeah, have exactly. no authority and they never will because they'll promise to lock hillary up and then they won't do it so expect uh, when the republicans take control in november expect not much to happen sheriff no i uh, i agree i don't uh, you know i don't trust either party uh, uh, I'm just tired, tired of it, tired, tired, tired. Uh, and I don't know the answer except uh, you got to focus at the local level. If you're going to get freedom back, you got to focus at the local level. And, and at least in Utah, uh, where you got to start, you got to start in demanding that the sheriffs have a David Clark back to speak to them because we need the yeah. other side of the story. We don't need a one size propaganda story backed by Black Lives Matter. Uh, and the NAACP, we need more of a, a, a focus on uh, the truth of the matter. Uh, and these sheriffs have rejected the truth by denying Clark the opportunity to speak after they paid what? Is it taxpayer money to bring him here? Uh, I don't know where they get their funding. Uh, I'm not sure where. I, I, if, it's, if the Sheriff's Association of Utah gets um, taxpayer dollars, 
It's by donations, not taxes. I don't believe any taxpayer dollars goes uh, to the Utah Sheriff's Maybe we need a FOIA request. Maybe we need to FOIA request David Clark and uh, anything to do with money or expenditures or whatever and find yeah, out where the money yeah, came from. Yeah, you could do that. Um, I believe, I believe, from what I know, that, that this cost at least ten thousand dollars to the Utah Sheriff's Association. So, yeah, uh, it's it's ridiculous. They would spend ten thousand to tell him to stay home. Good grief! How how idiotic! And because I they agree. don't, they don't even want to hear what he has to say. Um, the propaganda from the NAACP or whatever else. Uh, look, why don't they give him a chance and hear what he has to say? And if they don't like what he has to say, why don't they engage in a Q&A with the sheriff, the former sheriff? Yeah. And you know what? Give yeah. them their thoughts and say, look, sheriff, here's why we think you're not right or whatever. Why don't we have a healthy, appropriate discussion and dialogue? Um, we might have a greater understanding of the Constitution if we do that. We might actually say, you know what? I thought he was a bad guy because of what I heard about him. But you know what? He's actually a good guy. And when people come to our conferences, that's generally what they walk away with. They come skeptical and they leave going, I'm in. I'm convinced the yeah. same thing would happen to a lot of the sheriffs in Utah. But because of propaganda, uh, they've literally shut it down. This one lady, the leader, uh, one of the leaders of the NAACP, literally shut him down. But yet border uh, leaks like a sieve and these illegals. And, and now Ron's supposedly a trafficker, but Joe's fine. And I mean, this is just insanity. Uh, Americans better get involved, yeah. Sheriff. Yeah, they better. And uh, it's it's really sad. I do remember, I want to make sure people understand NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Um, I thought we didn't use that colored people term. I thought that was offensive. I know. They don't even they don't even like it anymore, but they didn't change their name. So they don't, they're not politically correct. Uh, but uh, pres, uh, president, I wish he was president. Sheriff Clark is an honorable man. He's tried to do what's right for his constituents and for this country. And the reason they're really going after him is because he supported Donald Trump. And because he tells the truth on the race divisions they're creating in America. He wants to heal those race divisions, and they can't stand that. They literally consider him and Uncle Tom a betrayer to his race. Shame on them. Shame on the divisions. And shame on the blackout, the violation of the First Amendment. I'll tell you that right now. We need to bring Sheriff Clark into Utah so the American people can hear what he has to say. What do you think of that, Sheriff Mack? Love it. Let's do it. All right. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. We're done for today. We'll be gathering news for the next 22 hours. Then we'll be live again. How's that? For Sheriff Richard Mack and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. Become a member of the CSPOA today. CSPOA.org. God save the Republic of the United States of America.